Welcome to Soberly Ever After, the podcast that inspires you to live your own happy ever after by embracing sobriety. I'm Jenna and my co-host is Leslie and each week we'll be sharing our journeys, interviewing others and exploring the reasons why a sober life is a better life. Hey Jenna, what are we going to be talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about celebrities, both men and women and who became sober and sadly some that we lost through addiction. I went through and looked at some of the male celebrities who are sober and these are 15, actually 14. I have Bradley Cooper, Robert Downey Jr., Eminem, Colin Farrell, Anthony Hopkins, Ben Affleck, Robin Williams, Rob Lowe, Keith Irvin, Russell Brand, Craig Ferguson, Tim McGraw, Zac Efron, and Josh Brolin. Nice. And that, that list didn't even include Brad Pitt. Mm. That's weird. But Brad Pitt is the first one that I did a little dive into. And um, just in case there are any aliens listening, Brad Pitt is fam- pretty famous. Um, <laughs> He's from movies like Fight Club, Seven, Ocean's Eleven, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, Side note, I think that I never really understood why he was so intriguing to everyone. Like, I was always like, ah, you know, everyone loves him, whatever. But I feel like... He's been like Thelma and Louise and uh, The Legends of the Fall and uh, was it Benjamin Buttons and... (laughs) <laughs> it goes on and on. It really does. Um, are you like really into him? Have you always been really into him? No, but I've just seen all those movies. Well, I was never into him, but I was going to say that like as he's gotten older, I'm like feeling Brad Pitt. Here we go. Brad Pitt has publicly spoken about his decision to quit drinking and get sober, citing a desire to improve his mental and emotional well-being as well as his relationships with his family and friends. In a 2019 interview with the New York Times, Pitt stated that he had been using alcohol as a way to escape his feelings. Shocking. I think that's why we all like to drink. Um, And that he realized it was no longer serving him in a positive way. Pitt's decision to quit drinking was prompted by a number of factors, including his divorce and custody battle with Angelina Jolie. While there there were reports that Brad Pitt was drinking on a private flight with Angelina Jolie and their children in 2016, it is not clear whether or not this was a direct cause of their divorce. Following the incident on the plane, an altercation occurred between Brad Pitt and one of his children or one of their children, which prompted an investigation by Child Protective Services. The investigation ultimately cleared Pitt of any wrongdoing, and they reached a settlement regarding the custody of their children in 2018. So I kind of searched for that story because to refresh my memory, because I feel like I remember reading that he had been drinking too much and that he pushed um, the oldest child, the one that Angelina Jolie adopted. So um, I think that kind of spurred the whole separation and divorce. Um, Of course, this is speculation, but 
that would, you know, make you think that maybe he'd been drinking too much during their relationship and she was fed up and had had enough. And then that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, Brad Pitt has been sober for several, several years now. I couldn't find like an exact number of years. He has credited a number of different things with helping him maintain his sobriety. In a 2019 interview with the New York Times, Pitt revealed that he had attended Alcoholics Anonymous meetings for a year and a half and that the support he received from the group was crucial in helping him maintain his sobriety. Um, he was also part of a men's group, I remember hearing in an interview, which also really helped him. He has credited therapy with helping him. Um, his decision to quit drinking has had a great positive impact on his personal and professional life, which seems to be the same sort of thing that every single one of these male ce celebrities say. Um, once he stopped drinking, he won an Academy Award for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Pitt had also been open about the challenges of staying sober in an industry that often glamorizes substance abuse. He has talked about how he had to learn to navigate social situations without relying on alcohol and drugs and how he had to find new ways to connect with people, which is just mind-blowing. It's really not though, because it's like everything that each one of us that have struggled with goes through. It's like it's like being in elementary school again. So it's just kind of funny hearing that Brad Pitt had to learn how to connect with people, even though he's just a person like us. And then the quotes that I got from Brad Pitt are, I had an epiphany. I just remember thinking, if I don't really take responsibility for myself, for my actions, then absolutely, absolutely nothing is going to change. That was said in 2019. Another one, I've got my feelings and my fingertips again. I think that's part of the human challenge. You either deny them all of your life or you answer them and evolve. He said, truthfully, I could drink a Russian under the table with his own vodka. I was a professional. I was good. I can relate to that one. He also said, I had family stuff going on. We'll leave it at that is just life. And then in the end, you just get sucker punched anyway. I'm human. I'm not surprised that he had issues, but I also feel like some people, you know, you go, you're clean for so long and then you feel like you can have one drink, you know, because you feel like you can control it because you've been able to master it. And then I think it starts this whole other issue, right? It starts it all up again. So um, I can't say that the people on my list are still clean because I haven't researched to see if they are other than the list that I've gotten off the internet. But some of them I found were interesting. Some of them I don't trust that maybe they are still sober. Um, for example, Amanda Bynes, because I feel like her addictions are so strong and she's also got some mental illness. It sounds like that it's going to be very hard for her, but she's on my list. But I also have Natalie Portman, Rumor Willis, Shania Twain, Tyra Banks, Kristen Davis, Jada Pickett-Smith, um, Christina Ritchie. Is that how you say R-I-C-C-I? That's how I've always said it. Okay. And then Naomi Campbell, Lana Del, Del Rey. Uh, I think it's called Lucy Hale. 
Ava Mendez, Blake Lively, Kat Von D, Kathy Griffin, Eddie Falco, Kelly Osborne, Drew Barrymore, Kate Moss, Amanda Bynes, and I've got Ruby Rose, Queen Latifah, <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Shaka Khan. I don't know if that's, I don't think that's her real name, is it? Um, Christy Teigen and Jamie Lou Curtis. Um, I saw this <laughs> one quote that I really liked from Lana Del Rey. Uh, her quote was, when I write about the things that I have lost, I feel like I'm writing about the alcohol because that was my first love of my life. Yes. I and I like that. a lot of her songs. Yeah, they're really good. And then there's this other one that I really um, thought was interesting. And it's not alcohol, but it is substance. And this one comes from Nicole Ritchie. She writes, when I pictured heroin, I pictured some crazy crackhead with no shoes under a bridge. You never think that it's going to be you. And it was never me. I was never under a bridge and I always had shoes. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty telling about what we think something looks like and what it actually is. Not at all, right? We think, right? Like we just assume that, you know, somebody who's an alcoholic beats their family and they are terrible people when actually they can hold a job and they are just somebody that comes home and, you know, drinks all night long. Doesn't mean he's a bad person or they're bad. It could be a wife too. doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but I think a lot of people feel like as long as they're good, there's not really an issue. Yeah. Do you think That's that? Like, do you think like, oh, because I'm, I'm still a good person there and therefore I don't really have a problem. Um, I think it's just incredible denial because I think for me when I was drinking like deep deep down I was like terrified I mean I'm a really I'm a worrier so um for me it was like deep down like constant worry about like health and it's like a constant struggle but you just are in total denial I think I, I mean obviously it's different for different people so maybe some people are like oh my life is merry but like in my eyes it's like it was just always something hanging over yeah you know here's a quote from Jada Pickett Smith uh, she's been sober for over 20 years and she says I found myself drinking two bottles of wine on the couch and I said Jada I think we've got a problem here and <laughs> um, she says I've had a problem with alcohol and I really had to get in contact with the pain whatever that is and then I had to get some tools on how to deal with that pain from that day on I went cold turkey wow not everybody can do that you know yeah you know not everyone can do that but I think that it's the best way I know that that's a big opinion there but you know, because um, the uh, moderating just doesn't work, yeah. you know? Yeah. Here's a quote from Ruby Rose. <laughs> this is what changed her. I threw up on Katy Perry and it changed my life. I quit the booze. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Take throwing up on the right person. Oh, that's terrible. Wait, did you have Katy Perry on your list? No. I think that recently she's been like testing it out. 
Well, and some people, I believe like Natalie Portman, she's like, she doesn't feel like she has an issue with alcohol, but she just doesn't want it in her house while she's raising her son. And so she, oh. what's that? I just said, oh, keep yeah. going. <laughs> and so she's just trying to be that good role model and show, you know, you can still do, um, you know, whatever and still, and still have a fun time, I guess. Um, here's a good quote from Carrie Fisher. She says, sometimes you can only find heaven by slowly backing away from hell. That is good. Um, I read her book a long time ago and it was really good. I, I don't remember it, but I, I would recommend it to people that are struggling to read it because she definitely dealt with addiction for a long time. I think she got like something crazy, like shock therapy to deal oh, with it. Crazy. Yeah. Do you know who Eliza, Elisa, E-L-I-Z-A-D-U-S-H-K-U? Eliza Deshku? I don't know. No. no. <laughs> she looks familiar, but um, I liked her quote. Her quote, it says, it was fun and I loved it until it wasn't. Drugs didn't love me. They didn't love my family. And they definitely didn't love my friends that died. Yeah. That reminds me of something my mom loved to say towards the end which was drinking is not your friend and it really made me mad it really made me angry because I mean obviously it wasn't my friend like it's not like I thought alcohol was a friend but yeah it's true hmm. Quinlay Tifa she struggled with drugs and alcohol after the death of her brother in 1992 and then she turned to using substances to cope. And in 2002, she was arrested for possession and she made the choice to get her life together. And she's been sober since. Here's another cool. good one from Jessica Simpson. She says, I needed to stop drinking alcohol, but it kept my mind, because it kept my mind circling in the same direction. And quite honestly, I was exhausted. I wanted to feel the pain so I could carry it like a badge of honor. Yeah, that was shocking when her um, sobriety came out and she went from like she had gained a lot of weight and then she lost a lot of weight and i i don't know personally i had no idea that she was struggling like because she wasn't really in the news like um i don't remember her being in the news like lindsay lohan do, do you have lindsay on your list um weirdly no i don't but yeah she looks great right now she's so happy and pregnant it looks like i know I mean, but. She's one of my favorites because I remember when I was struggling, I would see her in the news and I I had always loved her from Parent Trap. <laughs> and so it was kind of like bittersweet because I hated seeing her that way. But I was like, oh, you know, I'm struggling too. Like it was so relatable. So I'm, I'm so happy for her. We were talking about Jessica Simpson. She also writes, I was at the point in my life where the kids were growing older and they were just watching every move that I made. I just really wanted clarity. I wanted to understand myself because I didn't even realize how much I was drinking and how much I was suppressing. I thought it was making me brave. I thought it was making me confident and it was actually the complete opposite. It was silencing me. It's sad to see that, I mean, I can see when people in the spotlight can probably become addicts because they're always on the spotlight. They're always being watched and 
But at the same time, if you're always being watched, maybe it would make me not do it. Maybe, I don't know, maybe not. We just don't know what um, what their personal struggles are. Yeah, I always thought I'd be a goner. Um, I Because since I struggled in just like everyday normal life without being famous, I always thought like, uh, if I was famous, like, because you would have all these opportunities to have a lot of fun. And once you hit that, you know, like we talked about on the first episode, once you fell over on the wrong side of the fence, you know, and you were a celebrity and you were being invited to these parties with access to drugs and drinking, like whatever the addiction may be. Um, it would just, I feel like it would be so easy to fall into that. And yeah, I, I actually have a lot of empathy and love for the celebrities that, that struggle because of that. I just think it, I think it would be harder. Christy Teigen, she writes, I still don't know if I'll ever drink again, but I do know it no longer serves me in any way. I don't get more, I don't get more fun. I don't dance. I don't get relaxed. I get sick, fall asleep and wake up sick, having missed what was probably a fun night. Wow. I can't relate to that one at all. No? No. Like I, drinking allowed me to like dance, like no one was watching. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I often, like, I didn't actually get, like, I felt sick, but I didn't get sick. Yeah, I had a different experience than that. And I think that that's a real blessing in disguise. Like, to me, that sounds like, like, some people I've met before will say, like, oh, I have an allergy to alcohol. Maybe it was an excuse, but they would say that they had, had an allergy and simply, you know, their body would react poorly, so they stayed away from it, like, with, like, minor amounts of alcohol and I always thought like oh that's that's really nice for you like that's really lucky that you can't you know have one drink and just feel like you're letting loose and more relaxed and all of the things that most of us feel that want to make it that make us want to drink more so yeah Amanda Ryan's writes my advice to anyone struggling with substance abuse would be to really be careful because drugs can really take a hold of your life it really made me a completely different person. I feel bad for her because she was this cute, like adorable thing. And just to kind of see her spiral down was really sad. Yeah, actually one thing led to another the other night and I went down the rabbit hole a little bit, um, seeing how she was doing. I've done that before and- How was really she doing? What did you uh... see? I went to her Instagram because she has one. She has like a heart, like not kind of a sloppy job too, but which is so rude. But she has like a heart tattooed on her cheek um, and she just looks nothing the same somehow. And yeah. oh, I think there was a report recently. I think she might still be in L.A. that she um, I think she's, you know, gone to rehab several times. And I think that she had been out for a little bit. I think she, okay, there's lots of things. I think she was <laughs> engaged to someone. And then I think she sort of spiraled or drank again or did whatever she does. And then she like brought home a guy to like her fiance or something. So that like completely damaged, of course, her um, engagement. And so he was like quoting or like talking about her in some article. And then um, 
I think she also was found like on a street recently, like naked. So clearly she was like doing better for a while and then like fell back into it. Terrible. Well, tell me about Anthony Hopkins. He's on my list to meet someday, but I feel like my window's getting shorter. Oh my gosh, I want to meet him too. He's so cute. Like, I can you believe that he was <laughs> Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> oh my God. Um, he's one of my favorite actors, actually. Oh, he's so cute. Okay, so I feel like he's he could be like everyone's best friend. So Anthony Hopkins, um, a few roles that he's played the silence of the lands legends of the fall meet joe black i should say a few of the movies he was in um he is one of hollywood's most respected and successful actors and he has been sober for over 45 years after struggling with alcoholism earlier in his life his journey to sobriety and his continued commitment to living a clean and healthy lifestyle serve as an inspiration for many people who also are struggling. His decision to quit drinking was prompted by a single conversation with a woman he met at an AA meeting. According to Hopkins, the woman told him that he would never be able to control his drinking and that he needed to quit altogether, which is so, so true. Her words had a profound impact on him and he quit drinking the next day. Since then, Hopkins has credited his sobriety with helping him achieve success in his acting career and allowing him to better appreciate the small things in life. He has relied on daily prayer and meditation to maintain his sobriety and has found support in attending alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and talking to others who are going through similar experiences. He has been vocal about the dangers of alcoholism and has encouraged others who are struggling with addiction to seek help and support. Before getting sober, Hopkins' drinking habits led to missed opportunities and damaged relationships in his personal and professional life. He struggled to maintain professional relationships and was unreliable on set, often showing up hungover or not at all. After drinking, after quitting drinking, Hopkins has become one of the most successful actors of his generation. And some of the quotes that I got by Anthony Hopkins are, I was drinking myself to death. I was too intelligent and too talented to die that young and that stupid. I was headed for disaster and I knew it. That's why I quit. Sobriety has given me everything. It's given me life and it's given me a sense of purpose. I've been sober for over 45 years, and I can honestly say that it's the best decision I've ever made. I discovered that I was just as creative without alcohol. In fact, I was more creative without it. I love that. I don't miss alcohol at all. I don't miss the hangovers, the embarrassment, the shame. I've learned that sobriety is a journey, not a destination. It's something that I have to work at every day. I've come to realize that alcohol was just a symptom of a deeper problem. Sobriety has allowed me to address that problem and work on myself. I'm grateful for my sobriety every day. It's allowed me to live a life that I never thought was possible. And lastly, I've learned that there's no shame in asking for help. Sobriety is something that I couldn't have achieved on my own. 
yeah i just it just goes to show that everybody you're not um exempt from becoming an addict in any shape way shape or form on who you are and it feels like the people that are probably in the more high stress things probably have to deal with it more often but then again i don't know i don't struggle with that what do you think about that I think, I mean, kind of saying what I've already said, but I really think it can happen to anyone. Like, I think that, let's say, some celebrity we don't know, and <laughs> obviously, that we don't know in real life, let's say um, there's some celebrity that's like the least likely to become an alcoholic, but then that celebrity has some devastating thing that happens to her like beyond what she's ever experienced because her life's been pretty okay pretty good and let's say that she's kept it at a minimum and she's gone out for cocktails with her celebrity friends every once in a while and she just thinks you know oh my gosh like i feel so depressed at this moment whatever and she starts using drinking the easy access drug as a coping mechanism and then before you know it like that least likely person could you know fall into the depths of despair and really struggle i think that i really think it can happen to anyone do you feel like um, some of those celebrities may become an addicts at a younger age, more so than people who are not in the celebrity, you know, life? Like you said, that like um, those things are like readily available when you go places, and and it's yes. more so when you are in the high the spotlight because people are like accommodating or you're invited to probably parties that are above like where you should be you know mentally at that age do you think that they have a higher risk or do you think everybody's at risk when they're younger um i think that they're at a higher risk because they do have more access i have noticed personally when i lived in la also um my closest friend growing up she dated someone that lived in Hollywood that his dad was a former producer and so he came from a lot of money so whenever she came to LA when I was living there I would hang out with her and her boyfriend who again had a lot of money and then when she wasn't visiting I would hang out with all the friends that I had met which were like um aspiring musicians and actors and just everyday people. And I found the two worlds to be so drastically different. Um, when we would hang around the people with money, there would definitely be drugs going on. There'd be, people would have a certain air about them. I, I definitely didn't enjoy it. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say that. Like I had a great time, but I never made real good connections with anyone wherever we went beyond my really close friend that was dating the guy. Um, but it was just different. Like I remember even before leaving for LA, I went to this party with her soon to be, I went to a party that her soon to be boyfriend that lived in Hollywood, um, he was having here in Oregon. 
And when I went to that pool party, um, people were going inside this shed and like doing cocaine. And I had never been around that before. And I just was like, what? So long story long, um, what I've discovered personally is that even kids that come from families with a lot of money, for whatever reason, they have access to drugs. Um, there's just a greater access. And I think maybe it's because the parents aren't around. They're, they just have more freedom. Um, they have money to get the drugs. I don't know. Um, but it was way different and it, I didn't like it. Um, so yeah, I think that they're more susceptible at a younger age. And I also think that they're under so much pressure because again, like when I was in LA and I was wanting to act, like there's so much um, that you're focusing on yourself. What do I look like? What do my headshots look like? Do people like me? Like I didn't get the role. I didn't get the part. It's all, it's so much focus on yourself. And like, as you know, because you're always helping others, like when you help others, it brings about like a happiness and a joy that you don't get from a life that's filled with like me, 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 and like judging yourself and other people jo judging you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that's really difficult. Difficult at any age, but when you're younger and you want to fit in, you may, and you don't have the, like the, the knowledge, the, you know, all the, I don't even know the right words, but like to be equipped with the things that we have as an adult to say no or sustain or to kind of get out of a situation. They just don't have those things yet. So it must be really hard for them. I mean, do you think that that personality comes into play? Like, do you think that there are, like, would you disagree with me? Would you say that some personalities are just, they're not going to lead into temptation or, you know? I think certain personalities are probably at higher risk than others. You know, maybe somebody who is um, maybe more insecure than somebody who is very secure would tend to maybe try to fit in where somebody who isn't don't they don't care as much and I think when um, probably at any age if you're insecure but you want something bad enough you will try to fit in in however way that is do you think I think yeah I mean I think that there are just so many different factors that lead to addiction. And I think that that's why the community of sober people is filled with so many different personalities, so many different backgrounds. Like when I took this sober coaching course for a week, that was the main message of the whole thing was like, the more you know, the better, because there's literally an endless amount to learn because when you want to help someone become sober, you are going to be coming across people from every single part of the spectrum that you could Im imagine. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just endless. Yeah. You know, some of those um, new alcoholic drinks that are out, 
they they say they have something in them that some property in them that um, can actually still like make you calm or give you kind of that buzz feeling. What is in it? Oh yeah. So it's things like adaptogens. So uh, I wish I wish I had read up on this and could um, speak well about it. Okay, adaptogens are herbs, roots, and other plant substances like mushrooms that help our bodies manage stress and restore balance after a stressful situation. People take adaptogens as herbal supplement supplements in capsule form, drink them in teas or in a powder. So actually, I think it's really cool that that people are coming out with drinks like that that have those things because I think that they are natural and that they're actually just um, different ways to lower possibly cortisol and help people because drinking alcohol makes your cortisol rise. Um, I haven't I haven't studied specifically um, what it does uh, well enough to truly speak on it, but I know that it makes your cortisol um, higher. And so then I think that you reach for the drink every single day because you want to lower the cortisol that the alcohol is actually, it's like a, you know, a cycle. It's like the alcohol creates the problem and then you need the alcohol to like bring it back down, but then it like continues it. So um, the only thing I, the only problem or only uh, negative that I think about these new drinks is that they cost so much. They are just off the roof with the prices, like so much so that I just, like I've, I've tried a few, but I, I almost spent a lot and ordered one of them, but I just, I really just couldn't allow myself to do it. Like, I think I'd rather just buy the supplement that's cheaper, you know? Um, I wrote a little bit on Bradley Cooper yeah. and I love him. Yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> uh, Bradley Cooper. So I believe that in a speech at the Academy Awards, Brad Pitt credited Bradley Cooper with helping him to get sober, which is really cool. Um, and from what I read, Bradley Cooper got sober in his mid-20s. So I think he actually was, uh, he's actually one of the celebrities that did it earlier on, just was able to quit and really benefit from it throughout his whole entire career. Um, I couldn't find what age he quit, so I was kind of curious if he quit before, during, or after Wedding Crashers, because that's the first movie I can recall seeing him on. Um, but I read that he, there are a few reasons that led him to quit. One was that he had, um, or he has a family history of addiction. His father struggled with alcoholism, and so he saw the negative impact that it had on both his dad and his relationship with his dad. Um, and let's see. I also read that he encountered like a rock bottom moment, as they say. Um, I couldn't find what that was. I tried. Um, but he has talked about how he would drink and use drugs to escape from his problems and how it became a coping mechanism for him. Um, and you know, I was thinking about it the other day when I was on a walk. 
and I was thinking I would really like a drink right now and I don't really have a lot of those moments because it's almost been three years for me but um in that moment I was thinking personally that like life is filled with like so many stressful things and like sometimes it's just like tiny little stresses but like at the end of the day you just like they add up so it's like you don't even have to like have a rock bottom or you don't even have to have like a crisis going on but like you remember how like drinking like just made you feel relaxed at night after those stresses and so I don't know I was just thinking about how how easy it is to have that craving to like want to get rid of that feeling so I feel like if like I don't have anyone in my family but I feel like if you were surrounded by it in your family yeah. it would be like the greatest excuse you could have because it would be an easy excuse like this is what everyone does around me and so I do it too and so I think that people that break that cycle are just amazing um okay so here's some quotes from bradley cooper let's see if any of them are are good or different because everyone kind of seems to say the same thing you know yeah. um okay let's see i realized i wasn't going to live up to my potential and that scared the hell out of me i thought wow i'm actually gonna ruin my life i'm really gonna ruin it yeah it just got to a point where it was like you know what I don't want to do this anymore. Um, let's see what else. It's not my nature to be sober. I'm much happier when I'm drinking, but it's just not worth the price. That's interesting. That might have been an earlier quote. Maybe he's changed his mind, but um, that is interesting because I don't know. I think for some personalities, like it does... Like some people, you know, become angry, but some people do become a little more carefree. So um, I wouldn't have been able to have access to myself or other people or even be able to take in other people if I hadn't changed my life. I never would have been able to have the relationships that I do now. We have people like Amy Winehouse, who was, I think, an amazing singer she um, had lethal amounts of alcohol in her system when she passed away. But we could see the down, downward spiral with her. It was very tra traumatic and sad. I think it, she was one of those very talented people that we lost at the 27 Club. Um, Janice Joplin also, um, she, um, let me see what she actually passed away of. Because some people claim that it was um, suicide and then other people claim um it was uh, an overdose and she was i believe also 27. i have down for her that it was an accidental overdose of heroin possibly exacerbated by alcohol consumption yeah she said fatal amounts of heroin in her system as well as alcohol which might have contributed to her death Oh, this one makes me so sad. Whitney Houston, because, you know, Whitney Houston and her daughter. Yeah. And she died from an accidental drowning in a bathtub with heart disease and cocaine use listed as contributing factors. 
Heath Ledger, the Australian actor, died in 2008 from an accidental overdose of prescription drugs, including painkillers, sleeping pills, and anti-anxiety medication. Philip Seymour Hoffman, an accidental overdose of heroin and other drugs. Prince, an accidental overdose of fentanyl. Corey, do you know how to say his last name? Monteith? Oh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I saw him on the set of Glee in LA. Um, he passed away from an accidental overdose of heroin and alcohol. River Phoenix from an overdose of cocaine and heroin. Jimi Hendrix, an overdose of barbiturate. How do you say that? Barbiturates? Barbiturates. Barbiturates, which were combined with alcohol. John Belushi, an overdose of cocaine and heroin. You know, I'm going to say something really depressing. So it's, al it's already depressing enough that all of these people passed away from drugs and alcohol. But another really depressing thing is that I don't think we can even imagine the celebrities that have passed away due to alcohol because it's just not something that our world is able to like really grasp yet. Meaning that like the amount of alcohol that we're consuming, I do believe is contributing to like so many health issues like more so than we can even understand like you google it and it's like oh alcohol may be the reason or the cause for like these four cancers well what about all the other cancers because this is um ethanol like this is like pouring gasoline inside your body so like even though the list that we have is like clearly an overdose of so and so it's like it's so many more people, you know. I think alcohol alcohol can cause so many different issues within people that it's hard to know exactly how it's going to react in other people in everybody. And so, so for some people, it can attack, you know, the liver. It can cause pancreatitis. It can. There's so many different things, and they even say like, um, so my friend with Huntington's disease. Like her, if she does drugs and alcohol, it like makes that disease go so much faster, yeah. right? So I'm guessing it could do the same thing with other diseases if you're fueling it with the wrong types of foods or drinks, it might fuel things to speed up. And so I just feel like there's so many different um, illnesses that can be caused from drinking, not just the typical right do you, don't you think yes that's exactly what i was saying like yeah. i think that we just we have no idea at this point and we've been so naive and you know for most of our lives we've heard like um one drink a night you know of wine is good for heart health and it's like that all of it is such garbage it's so false like we've been fed all of these lies um it's a huge industry it is 
it's I it's the job promoting alcohol was one of the jobs I've had that gave me the most money per hour more than any other job I've had since college and it's because it was um, at the at the time the the highest paying job was Hennessy so this is a huge industry it is so much money so um, but finally in 2023 or whatnot um, I think we're finally awakening to the truth which is exactly what you're saying that that it's creating chaos and havoc and um, lots of diseases and sad stuff. Um, I don't think anything good comes from it. I think anything you think is coming is just super temporary and the long lasting effects are much worse. Thank you for joining us on Soberly Ever After. We hope the podcast gives you support and a place of no judgment to listen to our stories and to share yours with us. Until next time, a sober life is a better life.